Pour a cup of coffee. It is time to drink it on a Saturday morning uh, with Josh Peterson, Jack Mitchell, and a whole bunch of your friends from the I-80 Club. Welcome in. Welcome to the weekend. Uh, lift your cups up. And hopefully I brought enough this time. Actually, I brought my water and my coffee in case I run out. So oh, I'm, go- yeah. I'm going to have both. I'm going two ways on, uh, on that thing. This is the uh, Saturday morning show. Where we um, we appear live via video and audio on our Discord, uh, eventually through uh, YouTube as well, and we talk about the week that was. Uh, in a couple of weeks, we'll be talking about the day that's about to happen when it comes to football. Uh, we have two more of these, no, three more of these, Josh, that we're going to do open to the public, we're, including yes. Northwestern Saturday morning. We'll be open to the public. Uh, so, j- just to, I'm getting. Uh, Okay. Okay, that's in the chat. Sorry, it was just a volume thing that that somebody said. So anyway, you might want to check on that. Anyway, uh, after we just talked about it incessantly, um, yeah. So uh, this is uh, this is another chance for you guys to hang out. Open the chat up on the right if you want to be a part of it and you want to uh, talk, uh, ask some questions, discuss the things that we're saying. Interact. It's an interactive show. Everything we do in the I eighty club for the most part is interactive. We want to get to know you guys and. Uh, and uh, have some fun along the way. So, let's jump in to the week that was. Josh, would we consider this a relatively uneventful week for fall camp? I mean, we, we, we talked about this last week, about how Big Ten Media Days, it was like hair on fire, crazy mm-hmm. stuff. But other it's, it's kind of a lot of X's and O's and injury updates and depth chart type stuff, which is what it should be this time of year. Yeah, I the I would say I'm trying to think of the big things that kind of came out of it. The 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 one that I think resonated maybe the most was that the defense got the better of the offense like and that's a pretty benign fall camp discussion, right? Like, hey, the defense did better one day than the offense. Other than that, it was yeah, it was pretty pretty ho hum uh for the most part. A pretty quiet week. I I think that you know, it, it's all it's 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 reached that point for sure and we've probably said this every time we've talked about it. But it's definitely reached a point where I think everybody's ready for a game. I think the players are ready. Yes. I think the coaches are ready. I think the fans are ready. I just think we, you know, especially if you're in the content game, and even if you're just a fan, you end up talking about the same stuff over and over and over and over, and you get a couple new like things along the way over the over the many many months between the end of the season and the start of the next season. Um, but we have, I think, we've reached now. All right, let's let can we can we get to Saturday, August the twenty seventh? And I've I've really felt that way over the last week, and it, and it certainly you know feels that way even more right now. I uh, my big takeaway from this thing is this week at least is after hearing Mark Whipple now a few times, I think I might really like Mark Whipple, and yeah. I don't know, I, I and I'm not talking about his even necessarily his, his play calling any of that. We'll see about all of that, but. There's a refreshing level of not giving a crap about the implications of what he says with him, where we're so oh, yeah. we're so overly careful and and uh, um, you know and it's and I'm not this isn't a specific critique of anyone at Nebraska. It's just sort of the entire coaching world. It's it's you know and there have been a couple of times where he's just come out whether it was with Greg on Sports Nightly. Whether him, it's him coming out and saying something other than well, everybody was moving around well, we did pretty well. Yeah, we kind of sucked today. I don't know. It was, it was yeah. in a weird way that really endeared me to him. 
And I think other things have as well. I think it's just kind of building up. But he's like at a point in his career, Josh, which I love this about him. He's a point. He's at a point in the, his career where he doesn't give a crap, right? Yeah. He doesn't give a yeah. crap about the critics. He doesn't give a yeah. crap about the, offending the players. He doesn't. I don't think he cares about the feelings of the other coaches. All all that much. Like like not overly concerned. I'm not saying he's an ass to him, but I think all of. I think that just feels like an infusion of something into that coaching staff. Maybe it's been there. Maybe I'm overplaying my hand on this thing, but I, I don't know. I'm just excited. I'm I'm excited about him. I mean, don't don't people say that as you get older, that that's kind of how you are. You know, you give maybe less of a shit about how people respond to you. I mean, like think of the millions of stories about old guy at the gym, right? Old guy at the gym hanging out in the Naked. buff blow drying his yep. junk it's that, like okay yep. well you're you've reached that age and and i'm with you it's so refreshing it's refreshing to have a coach that maybe is like yeah we didn't play very well or this didn't go very well for us today and and i think that's probably the storyline is like the grind of it all and and you know the offensive line kind of some questions about the offensive line have they, they've been there all off season sometimes they're at the surface sometimes they're underneath the surface i'd say this week maybe uh with corcoran you know now missing a few practices i'm 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 being told he, he's going to be back for the season. This is not like a knee or something like that. So he'll be fine. He's Good. just, you know, out for precautionary measure right now. Um, but they, I, you know, th that the lack of cohesion on that offensive line, I think it's probably, you know, it, it has to have been a problem. They never got to have the full five in the spring, um, you know, and then lately they have not had to, to have the, the full five as well. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's gotten to that point, but I'm with you. I, I love that. I love hearing from him and I love hearing from Mickey Joseph. Oh, yeah, know, those two Mickey guys, yeah. those two guys do not, they don't hide how they how they feel, and and I, we had Sipple on yesterday, and he was saying like a lot of the Joseph stuff, especially is he is speaking to his players through the media. We've talked about that idea a million times, but he is a coach apparently that believes in that wholeheartedly, and over the last couple of weeks, he has really been speaking to his wide receiver room through us. I wonder if I underestimated the potential of, and again, I. I don't know if this means nine and two or six, you know, whatever it, but I wonder if I underestimated the potential of culture change via assistant coaching position changes. And, and particularly what we're talking about with Whipple and Joseph, you, you're exactly right. Bringing Mickey up as well on this and some guys who don't, don't feel the pressure, right. Yep. That don't feel the pressure. Whipple gets fired from this job. Joseph gets fired from this job, you know, Okay, right? They're they are their legacy is not being written by this job. They're both Whipple might retire or may go somewhere else. Joe, Joseph is going to go wherever he wants, for the most part. And so it's just not like a it's not like everything is in such a grinder for them that the pressure is ratcheted up to uh, twenty out of ten on everything with them. And I think that'll help the mindset of this team. Uh, Mash says this. Uh, this is interesting. He says, do you think the Whipple not being a yes man and being so frank is going to be a big benefit not only to the offense, but the team as a whole this year? Maybe. It's a combination of being frank, but also just not being so worried about everything you do and the implications of it. Right? Mm -hmm. Does that yeah, make I mean, sense? Like, like yeah, you said, not giving a shit, you know? I mean, I, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And not, not to – look, I don't want to compare the current – plight of nebraska football to like the chicago cubs but i'm gonna do it anyway um it it took it took and, and, and you can do it with the red sox too right no four it took these very special groups of players and managers and coaches that didn't care about 
all of the the talk. I mean, and for those franchises, of course, Red Sox eighty six years, Cubs one hundred eight curses. You know, long decade droughts. A moment happens that where things go wrong, and it snowballs. Like those those franchises had that. Nebraska doesn't have that. They have a couple decades without a conference title. But I, I say all that to say I like the idea of infusing new blood in that doesn't feel the weight of it. Yes. Like I think it's pretty yes. obvious. I think it's pretty obvious, right, that, like, for all the, the benefits of Scott Frost knowing in a way where the bodies are buried with this program, he does kind of know too much. Like, he, 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 he is so invested, and I think that that weight maybe can get to him uh, just like it does to all of us fans. And, and so you bring it – now, Mickey's a former player, so maybe what I'm saying isn't true with him, but it certainly is true with Whipple. You think Whipple cares? <laughs> you think he cares that, like, they, they go two decades? You think he cares that Scott Frost might have gotten benched you know, in a game in 1997, <laughs> right. like he's not going to care about any of that. He's not going to view everything through the lens of 1996, 1997. Yes. And I think that can be good and can't, that can be refreshing. He may, he may not know that much about it. He probably does. Bingo. But, I bet he knows very little. But he had a lot of other things going on at that point. So, yeah, I think it's a good question. I just the, – the infusion of that attitude, I think, could – I hope, I hope might have – uh, I think maybe just hopefully an impact on the mindset of the team, moving it a little bit of that direction. I think you need a little bit of what, what Frost brings too, but I just think you're sort of, you know, on a continuum, you've been way over here. I think you can move a little bit to the middle in that mindset, a little bit of the, I don't give a, I don't give a crap and I'm not that worried about everything, yeah. but you got a little bit of that. Maybe that frees Frost up to be, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to talk myself up. But the bottom line is, bottom line is, I like Whipple. I hope he delivers as an offensive coordinator. And now your analogy of him being the naked man at the gym is the only thing I'll think about for the rest of my life. When it was also, by the way, it was also brilliant, I would like to say. It was, that is exactly. No photoshops, please. That, no photoshops. Yeah, no photoshops. We're not. Jeez. But he's, he's the dude who brings his own shaving kit to the gym, right? And you're like. Why wouldn't you just put your underwear on when you're doing yeah, this? Just, yeah, why, just yeah. Why that. are you it's shaving here? Why are you not doing this at home? But n number two, <laughs> why not at least put something on? You have your own private bathroom at home. Why you got to do it in front of us? Come right. on. But you know what? Are we going to get to that age and we'll do the same thing? Maybe. I don't Maybe know. that's just how it goes. Is that a, I don't know. I think that's more of a, I think there's a generational thing with the generational. nudity from men in the gym. I hope so. And I don't, I don't want that to be me. No, I don't. I don't either. I'm... You know, there are times it's necessary, but I'm going like I'm going underwear as soon as practically possible. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is the fair. But you know what, man? I think that's the polite thing to do. Yo, absolutely. But I'll, I will say this in the defense of the olds. I, I know that there were many things that my parents told me growing up when I was like, yeah, OK, that's what will happen with me yeah. when I get older. And heck, not even that long ago, I remember hearing about friends that had kids waking up on the weekend and like liking being up so early. And I'm like, you guys are psychos. And now I hear stories from people who are like, yeah, I got up at like 1030. And I'm like, what are you doing? You're wasting the whole day away, man. Why don't you wake up and get something accomplished in the morning? So I'm already turning into Hold a on. grandpa. Give me a second. Set a reminder for August 13th, 2042. <laughs> Ask Josh if he's naked at the gym. <laughs> okay. That is Thank All right. I got it now. It's in the calendar. Good. Shoot me a August text. August 13. Oh, it went as 2040, but I think it's the same thing. Uh, yeah, 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 same day. 18 years. Yeah. That's that's probably 18 it. years. I'll be I'll be in my mid 40s. Early oh God, 40s, that's what I am now. I should have made it later. That'll be about me. Okay, so you got to add another 20 years. Uh, well, to we'll 2060. That, I'll just snooze it for 20 years. 
when it comes up. Perfect. Uh, for people who didn't see our big Be Kind Husker Rewind, Josh, and this kind of goes to what we were talking about before, um, we watched a Northwestern 2019 game, which Nebraska won. Oh. Um, it was it was a rough game to watch, but, man, it brought memories of just what was so frustrating about that offense, especially how it ran in 2019 and 2020. I think it was the, the creativity yes. with it was better, but I had all of my, like, PTSD from horizontal passes, never stopping. I forgot yep. how bad it was. Yeah, and me too. We and, and you know, and that was far from a talent-free offense. As we kind of went through, as we watched the thing with Wandale and Spielman and Washington, and um, you know, there, there, there was a there were a lot of playmakers. Maurice Washington team. for a spell in that game. Mo Washington, yeah. Um, so I, I mean, I, I, there was a lot there, and. We also saw the time in that game when they went from Adrian to Noah Vedral in that game. When, yes, when yes. Adrian was hurt, um, and I don't know if it's second watching. Maybe I was saying this during that game, but it felt like that offense was just saddled with just a huge lack of creativity and ambition and use of strengths when it came to their play calling. And it also looked like Noah Vedral looked more dynamic in a lot of ways than Adrian Martinez in watching that yeah. game, which has kind of played itself out. It's a long way of saying I am kind of getting back to what I was saying at the beginning. I am more curious after watching that, Josh, than I've ever been about seeing this offense in the hands of some uh, somebody with fresh eyes on the talent, mm -hmm. on the team on the way to possibly use them because that felt like a game when we watched it. The Nebraska defense played really well in that game. Really well. Yeah, yeah, they game. did. They, I mean, Northwestern was a mess in that game. And uh, there weren't huge – there was missed field goals, but there weren't, like, huge special teams gaffes. But uh, there, there's a big part of me that wonders if, man, if you get – and uh, you get a new quarterback and a new offensive coordinator, a new play caller going in because that's what it felt like that team needed in 2019. And, and that game, the offense was was kind of typical of what we saw a few times over the last few years. Um, yeah. And so, again, long way of saying <laughs> I'm trying to find some hope here with these things, but I'm genuinely curious to see how this offense feels compared to the last three, four years with it for the first time a new quarterback and for the first time a new offensive play caller. And, Josh, I think it's going to be more dramatic than anybody even realizes, to be honest, in the way, yeah. in the way yeah, it feels. Yeah, Gene Merle says, can you imagine running it back with Martinez again this year? And no, no, the answer to that is absolutely not. I, you know, you, you talk about reasons for optimism. I, I, I would, in a way, like in a sick, t twisted way, I kind of want to know like what the mood would be like right now if they did run it back. Now, I think that the edict came down from on high, that they had to make coaching staff changes. So, like, that was, you know, for the most part, I think, out of frost control. But, like, players could have stayed. Like, I think that – I definitely think that he wanted Adrian back. Um, among other players. And so, yeah, I, I'm with you. Like, it's going to be funny in the – because I'll be honest, I haven't, like, studied the roster in terms of numbers yet, though I don't really know exactly, like, all of the wide receivers' numbers. I don't know the running back numbers. Like, I got to make sure that I know those. And I'll, I'll as the game unfolds, I know that it'll just kind of hit me pretty fast. It usually does. But, like, Anthony Grant. And just, like, thinking about the number of new dudes, Anthony Grant, Trey Palmer, Garcia yes. Castaneda, you know, Washington, 
Um, mm-hmm. uh, among, on- among many others, Gabe Irvin's being back, you know, back. And it's like, there's a ton, of, and not to mention Casey Thompson, Casey Thompson, Chubba Chubba Purdy, Purdy. If he wins yeah. the job. Yeah. It's like, holy crap, man. There are a ton of new dudes. And so like what you just said, you are right. But in a way, I almost wonder if we are us- underestimating how different all of this is going to yes. be yeah. because it is massive roster turnover. And of course the coaching turnover as well. And all of the coaching changes. So, I, I mean, look, here's here's what I would say. I would hope that the offense doesn't resemble anything from last year, let alone from, I mean, God, from that 2019 game especially. And if they're going to do screen passes, if they're going to do flare passes, I would hope that they work this time around. Um, but it's it's going to be nuts to think of this one offense. We got very used to it. And, and I, I've said this a few times on the show, but I, I, I thought the last two years I had a great handle on the program because I was just so used to – all of the players, I don't feel as confident in my prognostication going into this year because, again, because of all the new pieces. You know, it, my, all of our predictions are, are, could end up blowing up in our faces for right or for wrong just because, I mean, we're, kind of, we're going in blind, much more blind than we, yeah. at least with the offense, not the defense so much, but the offense we're going in more blind than we have in the last couple uh, of years. Other than the people who are saying Frost is incapable of winning, other than that, and they they just believe that to be true no matter what the case is. I don't know how anyone feels confident with their prediction about this season. Right? And by the way, that's what I'm banking on. I'm banking on the structure of the, from the top down is still going to keep them from you know reaching their goals. That's what and, I am. Banking and and on. if you believe that, and if you're outside though of someone's belief that that this is so internally systemically flawed with Frost yeah. at the helm, which I don't believe, but. Uh, uh, I don't believe that's not overcomable at least, but it, it, beyond that, I don't know how anybody's like, Oh, there'll be a 500 team again. I'm sure of it. Like I really don't. I mean, everything's in play, Josh, for me, for me, just because I don't know anything about you. You mentioned, you just mentioned the offense and new yeah. players. That defense is yeah, going to be like the defense. packed with them yeah. on the, on the front four and the secondary. Yeah. Tons of them. Tons of them. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Bison Eye sa- says biggest roster turnover since. Dude, I have no idea. I can't. I mean. Well, I mean, the first Frost of- year there was a lot of turnover, but that was, you know, that was kind of different. Like, in this way, I don't know. It's been. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't know. Okay. This this one's pretty nuts. Legit, find me a year where it is. It is. I wouldn't even say it's possible. It's likely your leading passer, your leading rusher, your leading receiver, your leading uh, sacks and tackles for loss, your mm-hmm. leading interceptions, players are all and and maybe and your leading. Hey, how about your kicker? Your, your kicker? special teams, uh, yeah. in, returners, punts average, returners, all of that. I mean, I'm I, I ripped off like eight things that I think we talked about this before, but not even on it's it's not even like a, a shot in the dark. That's very possible, maybe even likely for the majority of them. Think about it from this perspective, Jack. Like, you go look at a box score or you go look at a stats page on ESPN.com, like the normal basic stats, basic football stats. Nebraska, most likely, or they could have have new dudes leading in. You just named what? I mean, you talk about passing yards, rushing yards, receiving yards. Let's just say total touchdowns on offense. Right. And then on defense, tackles, tackles for loss, sacks, interceptions, and then, like, the normal special teams one. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're looking at about a dozen kind of basic stats. You're talking about what? Seventy-five percent of them could be from new players. Seventy-five uh, yeah, ta- percent, uh, not tackles. I would say not tackles. Straight up tackles. Yep, yep. That'll I would be, agree. That'll be one of that'll be one of the linebackers. 
Um, other than that, maybe not interceptions, but it could be. That's probably it could be. Yes, probably yep, 50, it could be. That's probably fifty fifty. Yep. But if you don't have unexpected injuries, I would say the it's more likely than not every single one of the rest of them will be by new yep. players outside of those yeah. two. Yeah. So like That's your points insane. leaders are gonna for the most part be new dudes and not and not like and not like new guys who have been riding the bench who have come up guys who literally Correct. weren't here last year. Literally brand new players. Yeah. Brand new guys. Yeah. <laughs> this is weird. The more we talk about this, Josh, the more interesting this season gets to me. It really does. Uh, Two it, weeks, it, man. And the more Two excited weeks. I am to just see it and hope and pray we're talking about this that Saturday night and being like, man, that was a different feel for reason X, Y, Z. I think it could be. Man, I hope that's what we're saying. What do you think of this one from Bison Eye? What's more exciting, the prospect of an actual pass rush for the first time since or special teams making serious contributions towards winning? Is, is, the, is the boring answer I – I guess I don't know what the boring answer is. I, I am excited – and this sounds weird, but I'm excited for competency, potential competency in special teams. Like, that's what I – given, you know, we've done what? In, in Be Kind Rewind 2.0 – how many, how many games have we done? Like four? And one of the kind of consistent things in all of them, oddly enough, is like some weird-ass special teams. Yeah. All the way back to the 2000 Notre Dame game. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, God, the, dude, that 2019 Northwestern game, the block or the missed field goal, the field goal that barely gets over the Northwestern guy's fingertips. Mm-hmm. There was a couple of dumb kickoff return situations as well. Well, we talked about it on Wednesday. Uh, Northwestern's down 10 nothing. They get a huge kickoff return, and that kind of kicks off them coming back yep. and – and tying the football yep. game. So K-State if they even could got, actually get – K-State even got a fake bunt that worked in that 95 game, which was one of the few exactly. things that went good for them. Yeah. yeah. So it's like if they could just – I mean, like, I, I think about special teams and how much that – like, you want to talk about what could help a roster full of new players. Good special teams, good field position, setting up Casey Thompson for easy drives. Like, yeah. Nebraska had – I know that it doesn't sound like that much, 80 yards versus 85 yards. And it's not in one drive, but multiply that by five times a game then multiply that by 12 and you're just talking about all these extra yards that you have to work for just to score touchdowns let alone field goals so if they could get that and, and on top of that field goals like hey they get to the 20 yard line and you're, you're not on a roller coaster ride anymore and you're like hey oh it's okay that we didn't get that that touchdown on third and four we can get a field goal now like that would also be a huge change from the last and then few years. sprinkle in like four plays that are you know a, a, a kick return for a touchdown a blocked punt uh, that that maybe scores right um, something you know for like game changing special teams plays in Nebraska's favor, which name the last one of those. I mean, yeah, seriously, legit. I mean, I, maybe it was her. Might have been a kick or a punt return in. I mean, Spielman took one back. I was going to say sure. Arkansas State in 2017. They won that game by like a score, and he had a touchdown early in that one. Like that'd be an interesting analysis. Go through 2018 to now, and just however you define game-changing positive special teams play, which would probably be a return, uh, a turn, you know, a blocked kick or a blocked punt that's significant, and where where the net change is like two possessions worth of scores out of that yeah. whole thing. And how many of those have there been? As for the pass rush, you know, I, I would love – I the thing is, I think they did better last year when it came to the pass rush. Um, did you? I'm trying – it wasn't that – maybe it wasn't the pass rush. Maybe it was some of the, the run stopping. I mean, the sack numbers have never been there, and they just haven't had a guy who, is, who has been a problem. 
for offense. Yeah, they were lines. in the 100s in total sacks. They were 98th in sacks per game last year. I don't know. It felt like they were they were pressuring more though, and I mean it was bad. Listen, I'm not I'm not trying to go too over the top here because it's been really bad. It's been really bad for a while. I just thought maybe it was baby steps the right direction. So yeah, incredibly excited about that. I would love to see a team be in second and 18 once in a while. You know. Oh that, yeah, get be them fantastic. behind the sticks. Right. Yeah, that would be huge. Yeah, actual completed sacks, by the way. Completed, not yeah, not your, even just yeah, not, not even get just your the hand on them, and then they don't, you know, and then you you have to see the Northwestern quarterback who's probably going to end up with some random stinking thirty yard run, like every Northwestern quarterback does with five three <laughs> speed, but it seems like it always happens. Yep, it does. And it, look, that happened a couple of times in the game we did the other night, you know. And, and I know watching it, it reminded me of the 2015 game when that, I mean, they had like these weird long runs and, and Northwestern ended up beating Nebraska by, you know, a touchdown or whatever it was, five, six points. Yeah. And so, yeah, like I'm just, that's the thing, man. Like game one, two weeks from now, like, you know, hey, Nebraska gets Northwestern into third and nine, you know, on the first or second drive or whatever. Or even late. I don't care. It can happen anytime. Like the quarterback drops back and he scrambles and he gets a first down. It's like, uh oh, are we doing this again? Yep. You know, I'm, yep. I'm, I, I know that I often talk about the season in kind of terms of like, I want to see what happens when they get punched in the mouth. Um, but I know most people in here are not rooting for that. But I'm just really interested to see. See, like, that's the thing. We talk so much. Like, there's this comment from Josh where he says, 2021, we're so close. 2022, change everything. And like that, it does show the fallacy of last year them being supposedly close. But I will say this in defense of the, of the university. If, if, I mean, that's an admittance that they actually weren't close. Can changing this many things, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, coaching staff, play caller, all that stuff, and you get rid of the stink and the former mindset, like can that show itself? Or is is the thing more pervasive within the the current program than we think it is? Is it is it because the head coach is still there and it just kind of bleeds yeah. on down? Like this is a fascinating case study in that regard. That's a question of the year. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Is it is it systemic with Scott Frost or not? That, yeah. That is the bottom line of this entire year. Um, this is a good question. Uh, Husker Power twelve thirty five. This Northwestern game in two weeks has me really worried. What should we expect in this game? I would love to tell you that I've got a good handle on Northwestern right now, but they've got a. Here's what I can tell you about them: they've got a, one of the best offensive tackles in the nation. They've got a transfer quarterback from South Carolina, um, and then they're blue collar, fun loving, hard working guys who see a lake when they practice. But I mean, the other thing is they didn't. They're they're coming off. Um, well, I mean. It's Horrible pretty, season. It's, they're coming off a bad season. They looked horrendous in, in Lincoln last year. Um, they're pretty consensus last in the Big Ten West by the prognosticators. Yes. yes. What is that based off of? I don't know. It doesn't feel like you can use those normal, this is what Northwestern should be metrics to figure them out, though. Right? Yeah. It's, it's hard. So, I'm looking at – so, over the last four years, they have won the division. That was 2018. And then in 2019, they went 3-9. and nine. And they won the division again in 2020, and then last year they went 3-9. and nine. So right. they've been on a roller coaster. The, some consistent things, though, in that time. Like, even the year they won the division. So they beat Purdue in the opener on a Thursday night. They lost to Duke. They lost to Akron. They lost to Michigan. And then they ripped off a nice little string. 2019, they got off to a slow start again. They lost at Stanford on the road in a horrific, ugly football game by 10, 17-7. <laughs> they beat UNLV. 
Then they only scored 10 points, 15 points, and 10 points in the game that we just watched versus Nebraska. 2020 is the outlier. They got off to a great start. They started 5-0 and before finally losing to Michigan State, but they didn't have non-conference. And then last year, they started, what, 2-3 and three, uh, after that loss to Nebraska. Like, this is a really slow starting program. And so that's if you're if you're talking yourself into Nebraska not only winning but maybe winning and not making you feel miserable in the process, that's the thing that I would look at is Northwestern has gotten off to slow starts lately. Are they able to get off to a quicker start this year? Mm-hmm. And like they, their offense, dude, has just been so atrocious. Oh. And so that's kind of what I'm looking at in this game is like I think the Nebraska defense is going to take a little bit of a step back, but statistically that might not show itself for a little bit because they get to start with Northwestern. Yeah. Like this could be a huge benefit for them that they're point. going up against that terrible offense. How, oh, let me ask you this. If you had a set of points that you feel safe at and that Nebraska, if Nebraska scores this, what's the minimum? And you're like, yeah, they're going to be fine if they score that many. What is it? 20, oh. 21. Yeah. I, th- that, I, I mean, I'd be there. feeling pr- 17. Yeah, I'd 20, be feeling pretty good. Yeah. 21? I don't know. I would say I would say maybe a little higher just to feel like completely comfortable, maybe like 27, but that's not even that much. But yeah, you get to 20 and I'm I'm saying okay, we're we're having a pretty good conversation about Nebraska when we do the show that night. Yeah. And and I guess the the way that that wouldn't wouldn't work out in my mind, I just don't see and it's not heaping praise on Nebraska's defense, but it's just look at Northwestern scores like anytime. They're not yeah. Their yeah. offense isn't exploding for three-plus touchdowns. It's just yeah. not. So uh, how do they end up getting them then? Well, Turnovers. pick sixes, special yep. teams. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, you, again, you look at last year's game. When when did that game go sideways? It's funny. Like when Nebraska, and I, I'm, not, I'm not talking about Northwestern. I'm talking about the opener for Nebraska last year. That The, you know, the Illinois uh, game, the, the play that we often will point to is like, oh, God, that was just indicative of everything the that was safety? about to unfold. Or the, was the, the safety. Return, yeah. But here's the funny thing. That was the first score, but you know what happened after that? Nebraska ended up scoring and taking the lead. They were actually up nine to two into the late, I believe, late into the into the uh, middle, about middle of the second quarter. They were still up in that game. It was it was the turnovers that really turned it around at the end of the half. And so that's one of the spots where it's like they can't do that type of stuff because if you give this like a bad offense, if you give them opportunities, it's not even like, oh, man, they could get on a roll. No, it's just more you don't want to give a crappy offense chances to score short touchdowns. Like right. It's just bad for all parties. Involved. Right, right, yeah. Man, t- turnover-free, special teams mistake-free, I feel like, you know, and again, I'm not an expert on either of these teams right now because I just I don't know. I haven't seen them. But I, you know, my gut feeling is turnover-free, um, uh, special teams mistake-free, and Nebraska absolutely should be able to get in a position um, in the second half of this game where it feels safe, and I think they'll play differently when they're in that position. And Northwestern will play differently when they're in that position. You saw it last so year. So can they do it? But can they get can get they to, it, can they get be mistake free enough to that point to get yeah. in that position of comfort? I think is is, yeah. is my biggest question. So, so here's a couple things. I actually have this saved. Uh, I, I've had it in my calendar for a while for my keys to the game segment. I'm going to do it. Uh, you know, that, Usually I do it that Thursday night before the Friday show. So a couple things from The Athletic. Uh, last year, Northwestern allowed about three and a half yards after contact per rush. It was the worst in the Big Ten. It was 111th in the country. And that was up from the, the previous two seasons. It was up from 2020. It was up from 2019. 
Um, you know, it's like you look at that missed tackles apparently was like a real heavy emphasis for them throughout the off season. Can Nebraska do that? Can they break tackles? Can they get some of the yards, you know, after contact? If Northwestern is like last year, they are definitely going to have the opportunities. If Northwestern is like they were in 2019, they will not have the opportunities. Also, we were just talking about turnover margin. Past four years, they ranked 27th. This was 2018. 121st. That was 19. 36th. And last year, they were 102nd. So, yeah, going basically just off of what we were saying. There it is. Nebraska, they, they either remain turnover free or they get a couple of takeaways. You know, in Northwestern struggles, I mean – it, look, when you have bad offenses, that's like the way that you really can live and die. So and, and I would there, agree with you wholeheartedly. And there have been a lot of Big Ten games like that, and Nebraska's come out on the wrong end of the turnovers and special teams almost every time, which is yeah. a huge part of, of why they're here right now um, and why they're in the situation that they are right now. The, the, uh, Josh, you remember that during that Illinois game? You made me think about it. Kind of the national media. Everybody's watching that game in the national media because finally there's some college football on. Yep. And then I remember basically everyone whining perhaps rightfully so about how ugly and bad the game was just it was a pretty bad a, game you know like we watched that nebraska northwestern game uh, last year from 2019 and we were doing the same thing when we were watching mm-hmm. that because it just it wasn't pretty what are the chances that that is the situation again with this game because in theory you've got you've got less experience you've got so many people who haven't for nebraska who as we pointed out just earlier are new to the haven't been in in this situation, the game day with Nebraska have other places for the most part. You're in Ireland. You got the. Uh-huh. You're only you're only four or five days from landing. Previous to or the game happening after they landed there, they're getting there on Monday. I mean, the potential, Josh, for that to, to make that Illinois game look like the uh, the the 2002 uh, St. Louis Rams. I mean, it's I don't know. It's it it's got the potential to be gross it really so does. i yeah i looked up just now i looked up college football in ireland because this is now and i just realized this, this is actually the seventh time that this has ever happened i didn't realize it went georgia all the way back tech to 88 played somebody yep georgia tech played bc that was the last time that was 16 penn state played ucf in 14 notre dame played navy in 12 and then there were games in 96 89 and all the way back to 1988 when boston college played army the, let's remove the, the i bet the those really were the first ones. games of the year either though I bet the the, the oh you're right yep November December December they so Notre Dame late. Navy was I okay. remember the Notre Dame Navy game because that was like a 10 a.m. or maybe even earlier uh, Notre Dame won 50 to 10 so that was certainly ugly but for just one one side in that one the next time uh, that we had one of these August 30th of 2014 Penn State beat UCF 26 to 24 and hmm. and if I remember right that wasn't a very good UCF team. And then 2016, Georgia Tech won 17 to 14. So my I, my my thesis was going to be like it could be an ugly game because other ones have been ugly and also the body clock issues, travel, yada yada yada. But I don't know. I mean, it could be. I wouldn't be surprised if it is. Like last year is definitely the outlier in this series where one team just kicks the crap out of the mm-hmm. other team. Mm-hmm. I would bet on this one being a closer football game, and I would bet on it being an uglier football game. So. Yeah, I'm sure that there will be a little like, oh wow, we waited eight months and this is the football game we get to watch. I would bet that that's said a few times. You were uh, you when you were breaking down Northwestern and the defense and and kind of the yards after contact and how that's varied and if Nebraska can create that. Uh, this is me saying something that's not that incredibly profound. Again, I'm so curious about this Grant guy uh, who's going to be the running back. How he's yeah. kind of 
I mean, we, I don't know how much you have, but I had been hearing about him all summer. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, and now they're talking about him and now it looks like he's going to be the guy you got a, you got a, a, a pretty deep room, but nobody that's really separated themselves. I've heard uh, they're pretty high on AJ Allen too. And, and AJ Allen grant is fascinating though. I don't, I should put up, pull up the roster right now because it is really hard to sort of put him like pigeonhole him in the, just by size, at least I haven't seen him enough other than the film, but just by size, like pigeonhole him into the type of running back like we like to do in college football, right? Jacquez mm-hmm. Yant is the big bruiser. That's what you know. Dedrick Mills was, and and you know the bowling ball type or the speedster or any of it. Like Grant, at least with in, in terms of his size, he is right in the middle of everyone in size on height and weight, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wonder what that's going to mean about his his style and it, it, does that make him more of an every down more frequently used back i just i asked greg sharp for a comp on him and he had a hard time with it um, oh really when i asked him on thursday which was which was interesting so yeah he, he didn't have a great answer for i put him on the spot and i'm but I, that's what I, i'm fascinated what type of runner he is yeah, it seems like, and, and you know, this might be an obvious statement, but deepest, deepest running back room they've had, this coaching staff has had since they've arrived. Um, it, it seems like, you know, they. It just seems like they have more guys that they feel comfortable with, you know. And and I wonder what's the well, like what's the leading rusher number at? Do they have a guy who could challenge for a thousand yards? I don't think they do this year. But do they have a guy who get like eight hundred or nine hundred? You know, do they have a guy who could finish drives and get some touchdowns. At the end, I just I want to I want to see the rotation because I mean you want to talk about other things over the last few years and we saw this again not to just keep going back to the 2019 game we just watched but that running back rotation was freaking weird in that game so you weird. know Mills Mills started but then Wandale was the guy who was running between the tackles Mo Washington came off of his half suspension and he didn't do a whole lot of anything we're wondering where's Mills where's Mills Mills finally comes in at the very end of the game and like dude that was a constant under Ryan Health like was just weird ass running back rotation well now you look at this group where we just talked about Grant uh you know Jock Yant is still there AJ Allen uh Ramir uh, Johnson you know among and then there are still some other dudes too so it's like what, what yeah, yeah, and gave her. Yeah, so it's like, what? Do, what do they do? What do they do with those? What four or five players that we just mentioned? I mean, that's a look. That's a lot of guys for you know one football and and only a certain amount of plays per game. But I I just hope that they're able to find a better rotation that doesn't kind of leave all of us scratching our heads when the game's over, where it's like no one was able to get into a rhythm. And like that's the other thing too, right? Like as a coach, I think you need to know, hey, this running back kind of needs. He needs that slow build. He needs to find the rhythm through carries, and, and he'll maybe his tenth carry is better than his second carry. Where there's other guys who are their second carry is great. So kind of knowing that, and then you can kind of parse that out throughout the football but game. I'm, I'm just particularly interested why Grant has just his name is kept for months now. His name yep. has been bubbling under the surface, and it, 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 you feel you felt like you'd never hear that with a running back at Nebraska. I guess to be honest, right? It's, yeah, it's hard to even imagine that just how the that room's been is that it just they people don't separate themselves very much in in that room uh one uh, we're about done here one quick thing I, I learned this week and maybe everybody knew this but so they still have the 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 big 10 uh, uh dress requirements how many players can dress because i was kind of wondering okay do you how many quarterbacks do you suit up for this game right do you, mm. do you do, that sort of thing um but all of the players even if they're not dressing 
are going. And so you're going to have kind of a weird weird deal, Josh. Like if you remember watching the the Nebraska Miami Orange Bowl or some of them, we had all these the players who were yeah. just in their jerseys. Yep. I don't yep. know if they're all going to be hanging out, uh, probably, or in a home game. They do this to some degree, too, but it'll be bigger than usual. You're just going to have a ton of players in their jerseys and no pads on the sidelines because they're yeah. bringing them all. Yeah, you know, and I know Frost has talked about this uh, uh, a few times throughout the offseason, and especially lately, like, look, this isn't a bowl game. We didn't earn this, but it's also going to kind of feel like a bowl game, which is going to be uh, very, very strange. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be – you're right, like big contingent on the sidelines and, and maybe even into the stands. By the way, speaking of Frost and speaking of Frost speaking, DZ asks, when does Scott talk to the press again? He still just seems so bitter his role has mm-hmm. changed. Uh, I'd say this, DZ, he was – I thought the last time he spoke, he was he was much better than he had been – a few weeks before that he speaks today i don't remember what time practice ends oh but i think honestly i think it should be coming up pretty soon so yeah frost is speaking today and and uh we should uh we should know pretty soon too like the exact schedule for next week pump that in here we could do it that's what we could do on the discord if we had live video of it we could just bring it in here and watch it together that's the fun that'd be nice that's yeah and you're right we addressed that kind of last week we just kind of I think how I overreacted after Big Ten media days on some of that stuff, although I, I think DZ's also right. Um, oh, yeah, he I, seemed I, bitter. Yeah, I know. think it's okay to say that. And then he also mentioned, uh, he said something about <laughs> Ramir J- Johnson potentially working with the re- wide receivers as well. I heard that, too. I heard that, too. Ram- yeah, I heard they're, they're, it sounds like third down type back is, is maybe really where his role could uh, could shine. And don't take that to be a negative. They're like, oh, he's not going to be used on other downs. No, but they just really like what he can do through the air. They really uh, like yeah, what he could do I, out of the backfield. And I, I, have a, I have a hunch. I don't know how educated it is, but mm-hmm. I think um, – I think uh, – oh, God, I'm having a brain fart. What's his name? The third-string quarterback from, from Muscle Shoals, Alabama. Oh, uh, Logan Smothers. Lo- I think Logan Smothers is going to be involved in some plays. Oh, a hunch. Like Logan is this Smith. a hunch like uh, the, 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 the stunts to crouch pass in uh, 2001? Not, not like that, that good of, of a hunch. That not that hunch, good of a hunch? That hunch was as firsthand as you can get. Yeah, oh, God. That's, that's a pretty my, good hunch. That was a pretty good hunch. favorite story. Um, but, yeah. I don't know. I think... I, I I think they're they think they've got something a little bit in in the way that they can use you. It must be in, as a, as a runner, obviously, but mm-hmm. we'll see what that looks like exactly. I don't know. Just a little little thing I've been interesting. About. So interesting, and that goes back to the question you just asked a couple minutes ago: How many quarterbacks travel, or how many suit up? Rather, yeah. Do you suit? Uh, Ch- I mean, three obviously. Yeah, those but, the three. Yeah, the obvious three: Logan, Chubba, and, and Casey. Do you suit up Heinrich Harburg? Yeah, mm-hmm. or or Torres. Yeah. Yeah, probably, may, probably four. Probably you probably do one of those other two. I think, maybe not. Maybe you just do the three. I don't know. That's yeah, a good yeah, question. That, and when do they make that decision? Like, do they? I mean, because somebody could get hurt in practice, obviously, in Ireland. Sure. Yeah. So I don't know when they post the the suit list for all of that. I think that's. I don't think that's a decision you have to make until like the last minute. I think that's kind of like a you can kind of decide on what you want to. Do. Or are you saying like when do they want to make it internal? Yeah, I, I, I was just wondering. Uh, yeah, when when were they? Are they going to post that in Ireland? Is it going to be like the scene from Rudy? I mean, mm. <laughs> by the way, they have to fly all their practice equipment up to, to like their blocking sleds and stuff for like miserable. Okay. You know what I've been thinking about lately is like food. Is what they're doing food wise? Because look, I've never been. I've never been to Europe. Um, but that's always one of the things that I have thought about as, as with my very typical American burgers and fries diet. 
you know, where like I look, I want to travel and I want to see various parts of the globe, but I'm always just frightened out of my mind that I will hate the food so much and it will make like two weeks miserable. But I'm not a football player. I don't have to play it. So it's like if I if I'm pooping my you know brains out for a couple of days, like oh well, I'll deal with it. No, as as closely as that program. And, and again, I don't say this is a bad thing, but has been monitored in terms of sleep. Yes. In terms of sleep, in terms of hydration, yeah. in terms of eating. Um, that was a new, I mean, they went to another level with that when Scott Frost got here. I know uh-huh. that from talking to players. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And so they have all of that on their mind. And so, look, get you know, drinking game. Uh, I'm going to mention running. But, you know, what I always think about when I go uh, to, to somewhere for one of my races, like last year I was in Minneapolis, this year I'll be in Chicago. I'm so, like particular about what i eat the morning of and like when i have a bagel i want it to be a specific brand and i want the peanut butter to be a specific brand because i know how my stomach responds to it i know that i'm going to be okay i know what coffee i want and every time i go somewhere else for a race i'm just always worried that the coffee isn't going to sit well like a couple years ago i ran lincoln i ran the half and I stayed at a friend's house, and I had their coffee. And I don't think he's in the chat, but I'm guessing he's going to listen to podcasts later. Their coffee sucked. Oh and, it, dude, my stomach. I made like four or five trips to the porta potty. I was ravaged. That more, I just felt like garbage. And so think about that. But times a million because it's the most important season opener for Scott Frost. Whatever. Screw it. Th- I say they roll out of bed on Saturday morning, corned beef, cabbage, and Guinness right off the bat, some potatoes. Load them up Irish style. And let's just let it play out on the field or in the Good bathroom. Luck. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, anybody else have anything else we want to? Did they just take frozen valves and runs us? Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Bring some Pizza Hut. Listen, I'm not. I'm not. I do not want to get into this sort of stuff. And I'm saying this firmly tongue in cheek. But the carbon footprint of this game is not good. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, it's not. Indeed, it's not. This was not part of Build Back Better. I don't think that this was, or whatever the new one was They're called. Freaking flying blocking sleds for like forty-five <laughs> minutes of practice. Oh uh, God! I don't know if that's exactly. I may have had the numbers wrong. All right, anything else you want to hit on, Josh? Before we leave, or anybody in no. the chat? So uh, the next, the next week, the schedule. Uh, we have, oh, yeah, we have call. another be kind. What day are we doing that? Thursday again. Uh, this week's Wednesday. Oh no, you're right. Yeah, Thursday this week. Wednesday is the final week before the games start. Okay. What is this the doubleheader week or is that is that? Oh yeah, we were going to do Oklahoma, the- Oklahoma State. I don't know. I don't think we have it set for 100 percent sure. Okay. And I forgot to p- forgot to put the poll out for the Northwestern one, so we just picked the 2019 one. But I'm glad we did it actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it was. I don't a know. Lot maybe we ought to sure. go the doubleheader, the Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State doubleheader, and then maybe go with something more modernish the week of the game. Okay. Maybe. Perfect. Yeah. So we'll we'll do that. Um, we appreciate all of the uh, the Patreon subscribers. You can still subscribe. We look. Here's the thing. I want to say this one more time, and I know I say this like every week. Really appreciate the Patreon subscribers who are subscribing right now and paying money, even though everything that we're doing at this point yeah, in time is true. free. We re- I mean, seriously, we really do appreciate that stuff. We'll start going behind the paywall as you know the the usual spiel of. We're not doing this to become millionaires. We're doing this so it will be worth the time and investment. And so Jack has an excuse for his wife whenever she asks what he's Correct. doing for multiple hours a week. But l- really love the support. We are on, I believe we're on all the podcast platforms. 
Um, I know we're on iTunes or Apple. I know we're on Spotify. I know we're on Amazon. I think we're on Google. If, if we are not on your podcast platform, please let us know. I listen on Overcast. I know we're on there. And I feel like if you're on Overcast, you're kind of on everything. But you can subscribe. Please rate and review. Share with your friends. Uh, it's been cool to see the audience on those growing every week. So uh, we this has been a lot of fun. But we, you know, we really appreciate the support early on before things really ramp up in football season. And I said this at the outset. And uh, I think, I don't know if we're recording or not. But uh, the next two, so we'll have another uh, coffee next Saturday, as you were saying. Then the Saturday after that is game day, okay? Two weeks yeah. from today is game day. We're going to do our first game day Saturday morning coffee for the public so you can see what that is like because that's going to obviously be, be a little bit of a different feel. We want people to see what it is. And then after yep. that, members only, straight up members only. Um, and the members only ones I think are going to be more interactive, even more. I think we'll get more friends of the show and we're going to get some of our VIPs and club members involved, maybe talking, and especially on Saturday nights. When we kick back at the end of the day, put the games that are on, on, have I a brew. I got my fridge behind me. That, that's going to be more than anything. That's just going to be like a room of people watching games, not me and Josh doing a show uh, as much. So that'll be yeah. a lot of fun, too. But, yeah, it's gonna we're going to start putting stuff on Patreon because we want people to feel like they're getting something, like you mentioned. Yep. Uh, which we hope it'll be good. We hope you like it. You can, If you don't, you can quit whenever you want. So. And the thing is, and we'll, we'll have really fast turnarounds for Patreon people. If you miss like a Saturday morning coffee show, or you miss most of it, and you're like, "Oh man, I you know the game's at 11:30, but I really would have liked to have listened to that 45 hour minute podcast, whatever it is." Like, we're gonna turn around really quick and get these up for yeah. Patreon people on Saturday mornings. And so, you if you subscribe to the Patreon, you get your own private RSS feed, so everything will go there like uh, essentially immediately as long as we can get it up fast mm -hmm. and i think that most of the time we'll be able to unless one of us is busy that's going to be really cool a lot of the other stuff the more evergreen stuff will go up like the next morning or the next day or two days later whatever it is but if you're a patreon subscriber our goal is to get every podcast up essentially right away so if you miss it you can still listen to it and it's and it's timely like this this show in two weeks I mean, within an hour, it's essentially dated because yes. the game is unfolding. Right. But that's so we're going to try to get that stuff up as fast as possible. And, and final thing I'll say, and this is special people who are listening for the people who are listening on the podcast now and are ready to turn us off. But we are uh, if you're scared of discord or don't like discord or you're like John Bishop, you can't figure out how to get in. Uh, we are hopefully by next week going to be also streaming everything on YouTube as well. And that will include assuming we get it working like we will, we'll kind of beta test it the next couple of weeks, but that'll include our member members only stuff. You'll get a private link to go to YouTube. If you don't like the discord, we're going to still originate in discord. We think, I think we think there are a lot of community type things that make this better. But if you just want to kind of watch from the outside on YouTube and don't want to mess with the confusingness of discord, we're going to work on making an option for that too. Right. Josh should I explain for that? Sure. Right? Yeah. Yep, yep, I, you pretty much nailed it. So yeah. that'll be good, yeah, for, for those who maybe don't like Discord or struggle with Discord, a.k.a. John Bishop. Yes. Should All be right. a lot of fun. I'm going to end the recording. Goodbye, podcast listeners. We will uh, we'll see you later.